this is the theme to baseball Shangra LA. Baseball Shangra LA. We la, sing la, this theme song because we don't have one. La la la. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Again, the reminder goes out there. This is the first time you're coming across <laughs> this episode, listening to it. We don't have a theme song because this is only our third episode. Let me put my ear my earbuds back in. Oh, I'm Just sorry. I, okay, your ears were bleeding. <laughs> I, I get it. I'm sorry. You're a professional. See, I got Mar Mariah Carey over here, you know. Gonna go ahead, Ariana Grande me. Um, but yeah, if you have some musical stylings, uh, you have musical talent, you want to take a shot at creating a theme song for Baseball Shangri-La LA, by all means, we welcome you doing that. Make sure you follow us on the socials. You can get in touch with us with that. Send us some of your samples uh, at Twitter. And I, you can reach us at BB Shangri LA on X. Uh, and in IG threads and Twitch, it's Baseball Shangri LA. So, um, yeah. So let's get into it. All right. This episode is going to be a little different. I, there has been this narrative after the Dodgers had this crazy offseason where they spent over a billion dollars signing players that everybody hates the Dodgers. Like everybody hated the Dodgers before. So what the Dodgers it's not news, right? <laughs> we've, we've been hated for a long time. It's just on steroids. Now we've just stepped it up. It, it really is on steroids. Uh, so there was, I, where was I? I walked in, I was wearing a Dodger hat. Oh, I, I went to a coffee shop at True Blue. She saw me wearing a Dodger hat and she looked at me and, and she was just like, are you excited about? And I could tell she was a casual Dodger fan. And for a casual fan to have that level of excitement, because she cleared, this was during the playoffs, during football playoffs. And she was a football head. Like she loved her football, but she was just like, I'm excited for baseball. And I, I guess we cannot like, this is, I don't want to say that this is the Otani effect because I think it is just maybe the perfect storm. It's, it's Otani coming to the Dodgers. It's Yamamoto coming to the Dodgers. It's the Dodgers building as they are now called the Monstars or, you know, some people call them the golden state warriors. It's the Dodgers building this team and it's, Dodger fans wanting to win the World Series, and then it's everybody else wanting to see the Dodgers fail. So my question: You think to you, those beat LA chants were bad before? Like oh, yeah. they're going to be off the hook this year? Yeah, that reminds me of the time we were in San Francisco and they started chanting "Beat LA," and all of us Dodger fans we started chanting back "East LA, East LA." We've done that there too. <laughs> that's that's the only counter argument to "Beat LA" that we that we can have. Amy, I gotta ask you: What the Dodgers did this off season? Try to be objective here. Try to take off your Dodger hat. Is this bad for baseball? No, I think if you have people excited, like that's what baseball has been needing. They need a just an injection of of a new fan base because, as we know, like it's typically older white males that are aging out of of the sport. We need to get more new blood in international blood. Everybody, we need to get everybody involved. And if Otani is one of the things that is the unifier that gets the casual fan in a coffee shop asking you about baseball and they're excited about it. I think that's absolutely what we need. I mean, I think it's silly for some of the people that are saying like, Oh, it's not fair. They've got deferrals. Like you can't do that. It's actually totally legit. It's part of the, the CBT. Like they, they can do this. Other teams 
could do it. It should be doing it potentially. Maybe maybe that is what would help baseball grow. Um, we hear all the time about the uh, the the CBT and and just some teams actually put money back into their team. Other teams don't. And I think we're do our team is doing what it should to help grow this sport. Look, I, I want to talk about Andrew Friedman because, you know, I have been critical uh, of, of Andrew Friedman. And it was you just af after seeing the postseasons and the last few postseasons, the way they end and then coming back the next season and basically doing the exact same thing. I'm just like, what are we doing here? Like sooner or later, doesn't the finger need to be pointed at Andrew Friedman and be like, hey, man. Look, it's not working. Try, try something different. But after this offseason that he had, I, if the Dodgers don't win the World Series this year, I don't think you can blame Andrew Friedman. I don't think you can point the finger at him. Well, he, and he's protected now. He's part of, wasn't it Shohei Otani's contract? Is like, if the leadership changes, like, I have an opt-out? Like... I, he's he's a protected class of, of the front office now. How do you think that negotiation went? Like, do you think like Shohei's across the table from Andrew Friedman and Andrew Friedman's like, look, man, I don't know if you would want to put something like this in your contract, but let's say like you and I were boys. Like we clearly like each other. Like we're a good team. Like I imagine there was the check. Yes or no note that was getting like pushed across the desk. Like, <laughs> do you want to see me leave this team ever? Check yes or no. Like, <laughs> I, I mean that it at the same time it just seems it, it's such a baller move I think on Otani's part not only like to have his his people come in there and go yeah we're gonna need 700 million dollars and by the way if this guy or this guy leaves we're out you know I mean that um that is confidence there but uh, look I go back to what I'm saying I I the level of aggression on his part. And this is a guy that I feel had a reputation of. He only made trades. If he won the trade, he wouldn't make the trade. If he wasn't clearly the guy winning the trade. And uh, for me, this type of a, a aggressive off season that he had was just something I, but maybe I'm wrong there because it's not, I mean, he got Freddie Freeman, you know, he traded for Mookie. So I, I think maybe I got the emotion caught up of losing in the playoffs. And you maybe Andrew Friedman had like, this is me a culpa. This is me saying, you know what, Andrew Friedman, I shit on you. And I was wrong for shitting on you. I owe you an apology. You're very good at your job. But like I said, if the Dodgers don't end up the world winning the world series, can you really point the finger at Andrew Friedman and say, Hey, this is your father's like, what else do you guys want me to do? Well, but is it all him too? Like, yes, he gets his flowers, but also it's a group effort back there. Like the front office, they're all working towards each other. Like I know we all like to throw Dave Roberts under the bus, but it's also a group effort in that respect. So I, I mean, the goal obviously every year is to win a world series, the front office, Andrew Friedman, whoever you want to credit with that, they have put us in the best position uh, in the last few years to do that. And that's not to say that they failed in previous years. Again, Mookie, Freddie, just like you said, we've gotten some of those chess pieces along the way. And now we're just, like you said, a super team, a super team, the Monstars. Like. You mentioned a name that I thought was very interesting because in the contract, it said, Shohei, if Friedman 
or if the owner is no longer the owner of the Dodgers, then I'm out. There's no mention of Dave Roberts. And this is Dave Roberts' last year. So tip on his contract. Typically, this is a lame duck. This is what we like to call a lame pato uh, that Dave Roberts is. So is, it was that by design? Uh, I mean, there's still time. The Dodgers could come out tomorrow and say, hey, we're going to extend Dave Roberts. But, and I know we're going to have a whole season to get into this. But if anybody feels pressure that the Dodgers need the world in the World Series, it's not Andrew Friedman anymore. It's Dave Roberts, right? I'm sure he's feeling the pressure. And I guess, I don't know. I, I have my moments where I get frustrated. And then, you know, I have to remember, like, I, I'm just a, I'm just an armchair coach. Like, I don't, I don't really get to manage the team. I can have my say in my head, but it doesn't really matter. I don't have the pressure in those, you know, those split second decision moments. Like, I think we need to give people a little bit more grace in some of those situations. Um, I don't know. I, I've always asked the question, like, if not Dave, then who? Because, I mean, we still have gotten to the postseason every year since he's been there. So, like, if not Dave, who? No, I mean, I, I think it's a very valid question, but I also think the Dodgers spent over a billion dollars. The Dodgers repeatedly win 100 games, and it, it's a different expectation now. Like, it's not good enough to win the division. It's not good enough to get into the world to, to get into the playoffs. They got to win the world series. That is whether that's fair or not. I believe that is what the expectation is. The fact that he has a one year left on his contract. It, look, it's very simple. If the Dodgers make it to the world series, if the Dodgers win the world series, they're going to re up him. They're going to extend his contract. They're going to give him more years. We need but to not focus on the analytics, though, too. Like that gets us through the regular season. Time that's time tested. We've gotten through the regular season every year with that. We need a new strategy for the postseason. And maybe that's where, again, Dave Roberts gets to stay during the regular season, but we get him a, a co coach for the postseason to get us over that hump because analytics isn't working. In that respect, it didn't work for the Oakland A's when they they made it in that that, you know, maiden voyage year. It's it's not working for us. So something needs to change. And like you said, uh, basically, the ownership and um, Andrew Friedman aren't going anywhere. So Dave Roberts needs to be lobbying for we need a better strategy. Well, and that and that's the thing, right? What happens in the postseason is the argument is always the same, that the game speeds up on them, that things just go really it goes left on them really quick and by the time they react it's too late it things things are are really really bad for them um it is going to be interesting because you have Shohei who has never played in a playoff series so how realistic is he, is he going to be just one of those guys because he has that moment from the world baseball classic he he really stepped up in that moment so maybe Shohei is one of those guys that it doesn't matter that it's the first time he's in the playoffs, he steps up. Or things may speed up on Shohei, too, in the playoffs, right? And then you have a Mookie and Freddie situation. Best year that they've had in a while, and then in the postseason, everybody's bats went quiet. Like, there's, like, there's, I'm sure we could go look through the tape, you know, look at all the analytics, but, like, like what leads up to that? Like, how do you, how do you change that? And, and like you said, Shohei has a 50-50 shot. He either steps up like he did in, in the World Baseball Classic or you, you go the way of Mookie and Freddie and then try to figure it out and do better next year.
And see, and, and that's what I want to talk about because I, I know it's like it's spring and everything is supposed to be hope. This is the beginning of uh, looking forward to the season, but there is a real possibility that the Dodgers are not going to win the World Series this year. And you just I'm already desensitized. <laughs> right? It, it, and that's how I felt at the end of last year. It's like, you guys can't hurt me anymore. I like it. I mean, it happens so many times. Like, how can I be surprised? And no matter how many times I try to justify it and sit there and go, oh, it's Andrew Friedman's fault. In the end, there's no explanation because it's if just people, baseball. <laughs> if people knew like how to fix these things, then they would never lose. There's just no explanation how to two best players on the team go completely hitless. There is no nobody, even the greatest baseball minds can explain to you why does that happen? Well, not for lack of trying, because you know though of anybody who that's going to happen to, those guys have the biggest heart out there. They have the biggest drive. There's no way they're dropping the ball. So something happened, like something either in the formula or whatever. And so, you know, I... I'm not even trying to get my hopes up for the postseason. I'm I'm hoping we get there. We we have a proven track record of doing that, but I can't even not after the last couple. Even with Shohei on the team, Yamamoto, I just I have to keep it even kill just to I can't I have to squash those expectations. I no, I totally expect them to win the uh, to, to get into the playoffs. I expect them to win the division. Uh it's just once the playoff starts, that's where my trauma is going to kick in. That's where it's just going to be like, I'm just, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm waiting. And, and it's like, yeah, no, but you got to be like, what is it? Positive affirmations. Like, no thing, things, good things are going to happen, but it's, it's just, it's hard. It's like Buffalo bills fan. I mean, those poor bastards, like they, like when they showed the reaction of that guy, just literally crying, like this is a grown ass man crying because you know, his team lost and it's like look at the real world guy there there's there's worse things but in that moment that was the worst thing that ever happened to him and and unfortunately that's what happens to dodger fan in, in the postseason every year we we just get caught up in it we're so passion for the sports though that like that that emotion that's real we we pour ourselves into that sports are our I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but like for me, that's my distraction. Like that's how I found my way back to baseball was I was having a rough year and you know what? Baseball was there for me every single day. There was always a new game. So there's going to be that passion. There's going to be that emotion. We're tied to it. I already know my October is going to be a rocky month. I'm going to be excited. We're in the postseason, but I'm also going to be wrecked in a stress ball waiting to see if we make it past the, the NLDS. Like that's just, that's, that's baseball. <laughs> Spring training hasn't even started, Amy. I know, spoils, and you're right? already talking about how shitty your October is going to be. That That's... the Dodgers are already ruining my. You're like that joke, right? I want the Dodgers <laughs> to be my pallbearers so they can let me down, lay me down one more time. I'm just setting my expectations for October. That does not mean I am not going to enjoy every month from now until then because I plan on having a great year. Spring training is coming. I cannot wait to go opening day. That's going to be amazing. Even when we stay up watching those 3 a.m. games while they're in in Korea to to open the season, like I can't wait. But that's that's what being a sports fan is, right? We we willingly go into this. Like that that's why we love sports. A absolutely. Like 
so when I say that the like what the Dodgers are doing this offseason that they had that it was bad for baseball, everybody was talking about the spending. And and I can see like when you have small market teams saying you can't expect us to to spend a billion dollars. And they're right. No, look, they don't, I don't have to spend a billion, but why aren't you spending? Exactly. That is my point. Like, I don't expect the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't expect uh, those small market teams to spend a billion dollars. And let's let's get it right. The reason why the Dodgers can spend a billion dollars is because they have an excellent TV contract that not every other Major League Baseball team has. As a matter of fact, the uh you know a lot of these baseball networks I and mean, bally the teams that were the networks that were covering these teams are having financial troubles the fact that amazon is stepping in now to bail some of those out and streaming that might you know start you know changing teams fortune but that's the number one question amy is okay you don't need to spend a billion dollars but you're not, there was a, a there was a period in the off season where the Dodgers outspend all the other major league baseball teams combined. We still at the time of this recording, uh, which is in January, we still have late, late January. We still have major free agents that have not signed with a team. Now, why is that Amy? You've got a Cy Young award winner who hasn't signed yet. Blake Snell still doesn't have a team. He's he just turned down an offer from the Yankees. But like, how are we at this point in the offseason? And some of these guys haven't signed. Like, we know that baseball is a slower offseason than any other sport, but it's just amazing to me. Like, I understand the year that we had the the lockout, but we didn't have that issue. Everybody was waiting for Otani to fall, Yamamoto to fall contract-wise. And now that that's happened, we still aren't seeing some of those signings. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how the rest of that shakes out but i still don't think that this is bad for baseball i think what it's doing is it's showing those teams the lack of them putting those funds back into their their own team like the dodgers make money from fans coming into the stadium they you know but they put that back into getting quality players so they can put a good team on the field what are some of these other teams doing like it's it's sad when you watch some of those broadcasts and there's like 10 people in the stands behind home plate. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I, I, absolutely. And it's, it's just one of those things that when you have to sit there and you have to look at it, right. In terms of major league baseball, like what, what, what are we doing here? So the Dodgers are bad because they're putting the money they're getting, they're putting it back into the team, right? They're following uh, the rules of the competitive balance, balance tax. Why are we not holding the other teams accountable? Why are you continuing to get money and you're not you're not investing that in players? What are you doing with it? Well, that's what I would love to 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 change in the next agreement. I just don't know that it will change because you have the owners. The owners are not going to police themselves. You have a commissioner who works for the owners. So that already is not a fair negotiation in, in my point. That's what should be addressed in the next collective bargaining agreement is the fact, okay, if you are going to take the money that the Dodgers pay into the tax, that the Yankees pay into the tax, that these other teams pay, the Mets pay into the tax. Okay. And this is not a new idea. There's many people that said, all right, we don't want to put a salary cap, but there's got to be a floor. You got to be, you got to spend this much money. I, I you need to show so your receipts. Show us what you've actually used that money on. 
Yeah, I feel bad for Oakland A's fan. I, I, I really do because they they're seeing their team now move to Las Vegas. And I don't think that team's going to be supported in Las Vegas. My, my in-laws live in Las Vegas. So I make a lot of visits to Las Vegas and, and I'll tell you this, the teams that they support out there, the golden Knights and the aces, those were teams that started in Las Vegas. So people in Vegas view those teams as their own teams, the Raiders, Everybody that goes and supports the Raiders, there are people from Vegas that support the Raiders, but everybody else travels. It's people coming from L.A. It's people coming from Oakland to go support the Raiders. And then if you watch the games, the majority of the stadium is filled with the opposing fan, which is what's going to happen, I think, with the Las Vegas A's. But that's what's bad for baseball and bad for sports. That's what we should be focusing on is is that behavior that causes that to happen, not the teams that are actually spending money and putting it back into the team. I think it's just backwards thinking to think otherwise. That's well, what opinion. I find interesting is I feel like every fan shares that same opinion, but yet the people who run Major League Baseball, they don't do anything about it because, again, there's a conflict of interest there. You can't expect them to police themselves. You know, and it, and it, it's, it would be... I think the reason why you have parity in, I mean, well, people will argue the reason why you have parity in the NFL is because you have a salary cap. But when you are basically forced to spend money, this is the reason why one year your team can be bad, but the next year they're, they're all of a sudden competitive. I would love to see that in baseball. I don't think it's good for baseball that we see the same teams in the postseason. Every year, it sucks for fans and it sucks for the players. Some of these guys spend years in the minors just trying to make it up to the show. And then if you make it and you're on one of those teams that isn't going to spend and isn't going to put the money into their team, into their development like that, like, what did you work for? Like that? It just like, yeah, you're there and it's great. Nobody's going to balk at that. But it just sucks. Like you want people to put that effort and that that money behind it. I want to ask you about this because you are a season ticket holder to the Dodgers. The cost of going to a game, and I'm not even just talking about the ticket prices, uh, because we'll see that, you know, the ticket prices vary, um, but I am curious to see what's going to happen to the ticket prices this year. But when you go to the stadium, when you want to buy, you know, refreshments, you want to buy that stuff, the cost of all that. Look, you're talking to a guy. I never buy anything at the stadium. I bring my own drink. I smuggle all my food in, in, in my lunch bag. I've officially become that old guy that troubles with a lunch bag to go to the baseball game <laughs> because and bring my bottle of squirt or I'll go to the door. I'm that viejita too, though. That's what we like me and my best friend. When we go to games together, we get our snacks, we get our water bottles. Like I go to 40 or 50 games a year. Easy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I can't eat that many Dodger dogs. So like I, I bring my snacks in. Um, and as far as the seats, I might be in the minority in this thinking, but like the tickets are actually pretty reasonable. Even when, when we have to pay our postseason invoice for what we pay a game, it's actually pretty reasonable. It's the resale market that drives up some of those costs. And that's, that's what's unfortunate. I understand why some people do it. They're making back money. They're trying to pay off their own ticket, but that's what drives it up for, for the regular fans who maybe don't buy directly from the Dodgers or they go to some of those, those third party sites. Like that's what drives it up. So for me, I'm grateful that I can have a season ticket, but I, I do. I bring my own snacks. I bring my own drinks. Like that's, that's how I 
go to so many games. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to afford it. And baseball, you know, is the most affordable, I think, of the major league sports. Now, it has a lot to do with the fact that they have 82 home games and these sports like basketball only has 41, you know, the NFL eight or nine, depending on what your schedule is. So the majority of the fans that I've talked to, they don't have a problem paying more for their tickets. And I think the reason why they don't have a problem with it is because they're seeing the Dodgers putting that money back into the team. This is very different than the McCourt era. And I'm actually very proud of Dodger fans during that McCourt era where they saw that this guy was using the team as his own piggy bank. And they said, we're not going to support him. We're we're not going to do that. And they stopped going. So this is different when you have an ownership where it's just like, all right, we're going to charge you this much, but we're charging you this much, but we're going to go out there and we're going to get the best players out there. Because what it's become very clear to me is they want a World Series championship. So for anyone to say, these guys don't care, it's it's just a business. Yeah, look, I'm also not blind to the fact that the Dodgers are going to make a lot of money. They're, they're going to make a lot of money. 100%. But. but that's also why we put the effort in, right? It's going to 40 or 50 games a year. That's that's a luxury. And I realize that that's that's where I decide I don't I don't take vacations. I I put my money into the team because that's where I want to be. But that's also my time driving to the stadium. That's easily an hour, hour and a half just to get up there. It's the gas money. That's that's what I want to put my money into because I see the front office taking care of the players, putting that quality team on the field. If they weren't doing that, if it was like some of the other teams out there, there's no way I would one make the effort or two put in the money that that I'm doing because what's the point? I can just watch it at home. Well, that that is true. It, it it's going to be interesting because I feel they have a goal. I think they've always probably had this goal to draw four million fans. They have come close. They have, there have been many years where they have come close. I think this is the year that they look at it. They're, they're going to be in the record books, right? If they can do it, if they can draw the 4 million fans, they'll be, I believe, check me if I'm wrong here. On, on, and I'm sure you guys will, will hold me accountable on the internet with receipts, but they will be the first team to, to hit 4 million fans. And it is, they've, They've taken over. They're the most popular Major League Baseball team now on Instagram. It's no longer the Yankees. Uh, it is interesting to see Yankee fan watch this and see the Dodgers become what the Yankees were, right? Like people view the Dodgers now. That was how they viewed the Yankees. I know when in their heyday, when they were winning the World Series every year, everybody hated the Yankees. They wanted to root against the Yankees. Well, that's what happens with the Dodgers. But what I find really interesting is a lot of the fans are embracing that hate. They love the 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 fact that you know. But like it's like you said, they've always they they it's a love or hate relationship with the Dodger fans. I don't think I've ever met anybody who's like, oh, "You're a Dodger fan," eh? You know, they always have an opinion about something. If you're actually a person that follows the team, I mean, you we're in LA, so you're going to find the people that like, oh, I really just like this hat. Like, I like the Dodgers. They're great. But like, if you have a fan that you're talking the game with, like, 100%, like, every, I think people are that much more invested this year because of that. Yeah. Uh, so I want to end the show on this. I, quick question. I, I think this is a mystery because... So Nike is now designing the new baseball uniform. And so some people have ordered their authentic Otani jerseys and they have been bitching and moaning 
about the quality of the uniform, the design of the uniform. Are you someone that's into any of this, Amy? Do you even care? I mean, I I won't get too deep into it, but I mean, I still love the Majestic jerseys. So I haven't been as big of a fan of the Nike one. So the fact that it's changing and they're they're putting the the button in a different place, it's like, why are we messing with something that worked? Like, I mean, I have all the jerseys I need right now, so I'm good. But I mean, I get why people get upset about it. This is you're putting money into it. It's a lot of money and it's you want it to look good and you don't you don't want it to be cheaper for more money. It does. I mean, if if it's true, I saw a picture online. It does look like a little cheap where it's just like what. But I also hear a lot of love for the Majestic. Everybody, whenever you talk about uniforms, everybody goes, oh, man, the Majestics were the best. The Majestics, that's the way to go. So. Look, is that uh, just us being get off our lawn like back in the day when we had our majestic jerseys and maybe we're just being unreasonable? I don't know, but yeah, th those well, are those are my favorites. <laughs> we are we are officially those people. We are the people now shaking our fists at the cloud. We're the ones that I, this is why we started a podcast, Amy, so we could complain about stuff and be like, <laughs> why aren't things being done the way we want them to be done? Like what what is wrong with you people? So that's <laughs> That that's the crazy part about it. So um but we still won the offseason. I mean, there was an article in the Athletic uh recently, I think it was uh last week, Jim Bowden um basically said that the Dodgers won the postseason or the offseason. So, you know. I, I that might be an omen. That that scares me because the show pods won the offseason last year and look how their season turned out. This is why I always said it is not a guarantee that the Dodgers are gonna win the World Series. It is very rare where everything goes right for a whole season. So I hope the Dodgers are one of those exceptions to the rule where they can say not only did they kill the offseason, they had a great regular season, and the postseason run that they had was ridiculous. Um, I, I get really into hope existence now, Juan, from your positive list to years. Positive. We're going to change the name of the show to Positive Affirmations. That's I'm doing my Care Bear Stare right now. Their Care Bear Stare, everybody. It's coming. Um, so that's going to do it for this episode of Baseball Shangri-La. If you haven't yet, subscribe to us. If you're just coming across us on YouTube and you're like, what, what is this? Or you're just seeing us on socials, on the X, Twitter, whatever. I I, I, feel, I love how people are just so defined and be like, it's Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter. We're Get at off my B lawn. <laughs> That's right. Positive affirmations. BB Shangra LA on Instagram threads and Twitch. We are Baseball Shangra LA. So uh, for this episode of Baseball Shangra LA, she is Amy Cuevas and I am Juan Ramirez. We'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.